Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a very special guest, uh, Christian. I'm excited to talk to you. I know this guy from. We were just talking. We did comedy or not comedy sports? That's Indianapolis. We did Second City together. Started the conservatory right. back in the day years ago. Before I abandoned you, I had to move to another conservatory time. But yeah, I'm excited to talk to you, excited to catch up. Christian Okoye, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Happy uh, to be here. I'm glad you guys had me. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Good Good to have you, good to talk to you, good to see you. And so what, what are you up to lately? Are you are you doing any improv or performing at all anywhere? You know, I am on and off of stand-up comedy. As you know, when I first went to Chicago, stand-up comedy was my, like, that's my thing. Um, I actually got to improv kind of incidentally. Mm -hmm. um, I started stand-up in Champagne. Moved back to Chicago after I finished college, and then they were like, "Well, you got to do improv before you take our stand-up class." So I did that. Found out I liked it, pretty good at it. So did that for a while. But at the end of the day, like I'm like, if I can only, if I only have time to do one thing, it's always going to be stand-up. So on and off now. Um, I I the pandemic kind of threw me off. I ended up becoming very corporate um, and. I feel like 21-year-old is weeping, right? 21-year-old <laughs> me is weeping right now at, at myself. But um, I try to get out there every once in a while um, and just kind of just do it, which it's a lot better now because, like, I don't really care if I don't get paid right. uh, doing, like, gigs now. So that's that's probably, like, the good aspect of it is, like, I don't – I'm not, like – it's not, like – I don't live and die by my sense, like, right? It's kind right. of like, oh, man, they don't think I'm funny. Well, that wasn't very good, in all fairness. <laughs> you're like, and you're, you're, not, you're not paying my bills anyway, so. You know, and I, I've uh, mentioned before on this podcast, but I'll continue to, to preach the gospel of uh, the CIC theater. When I, when I started getting back into improv about a year ago, um, and I mentioned before we started recording, you know, I've been stepping, been back on stage this year in 2023 after like kind of a three year COVID hiatus because every, everything shut down. But man, for, you know, cause I, I did, I went through second cities classes. I took classes at IO, but I, I think for anybody wanting to do just like good, solid improv for the sake of doing improv, I highly recommend the, the, the CIC theater. If you're interested in getting back into it and it's also a nice community, like, uh, performing with them. Right now they're performing at a place called Finley Dunn's Tavern. 
because they don't actually have a theater at the moment. But yeah, through there, I've gotten to know a lot of people and like we perform there and other places now, but it's a, it's a good starting point for anybody looking to get into improv or get back into improv, you know, if there's any interest. And well, actually one of the buddies on my improv team that I perform with quite a bit, uh, he's primarily a stand-up guy and the CIC theater was kind of his first foray. Maybe not his first, but he didn't, he hasn't really done much improv. He's done quite a bit of stand-up all around the city. And, um, but so now he's doing improv with us regularly. Like we, you know, we've got shows at least once a week and we're performing all the time now. So it's a drug. It's like one of those things that you just, you make fun of until you start doing it and then you start defending it. And it's, 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 it's very dangerous. Yeah. And, well, kids. and it's, it's easy to like, and you, it's easy to make fun of improv and it's worthy of being made fun of. But when you, when you see some good improv and you're part of the audience, like you're part of the experience of a good improv set, like there's nothing else like it, you know. I will also say that between improv and stand up, improv is infinitely more transferable to like pretty much everything that stand up is. Like, yeah, it's maybe a better listener, maybe like a better director, a better manager. Like, honestly, like a better BSer. I've gotten through a lot of meetings <laughs> wildly unprepared uh, through improv, um, so. I do recommend it um, for anyone. Just even if you think you don't want to do it, it's probably it'll probably you'll probably get something from it. Yeah, yeah. Even like and some of like the very base level classes I took. Like the first class, I when I first moved to Chicago, I didn't know what class to take, so I just took like Second City Level A, and it was me. Not that I was like an expert, but I'd been doing improv for you know ten or fifteen years at that point, and a bunch of people who never like never even heard of improv. And it was like attorneys and, you know, people who didn't want to perform improv, they were just doing it to like, as an extracurricular to like get better speaking skills for their job or like, and it was, it was interesting to watch these people who knew nothing about improv. I really enjoyed that class because I got to watch people fall in love with improv for the very first time. You know what I mean? Which kind of made it fresh again for me at that time. I think level A is probably the most interesting level. If only because you see all types of people. Yeah. There was an oil speculator. Yeah. <laughs> in my first level. <laughs> and I was just like, you're like a seven-year-old man, white man. Like, what are you doing here? He's just like, I'm bored. Yeah. And rich. <laughs> and I'm just like, that that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a good place you can pretend to be poor. Like the rest of us, it's fantastic. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. And he just started all of his scenes like, what in tarnation? <laughs> <laughs> I drank all the milkshakes I could possibly drink. <laughs> I need to now do improv comedy. <laughs> I drank everyone's milkshakes. <laughs> Shit. Well, what about you, Brent? What have you been? I haven't talked to you for maybe a month or so. A lot has happened since I last talked. We've we've actually, uh, Christian, Brent, and I have taken some time off just through like, I I was in Orlando. Uh, my daughter had a volleyball tournament in Orlando, and then uh, I got an Airbnb with some of my, like all my closest high school friends. We all spent a weekend together, except for Brent couldn't be there unfortunately. Jealous. Um, yeah, you have to tell us about that. I I was in. I couldn't go to that because I was in um, Branson. Okay. And, and that's actually better than Orlando. It's pretty dope. It, it's a pretty good town. And wait, yeah. I, I need to explain something to you guys. Maybe you can help me explain it better. But like we went to this this amusement park called Silver Dollar City. And I realized that that 
roller coasters are too thrilling to me. Okay. And so this is why I wanted I wanted to say this because I don't know if I can explain it correctly. I want you to help me. Like it's like those goats that when they like have too much like excitement, they just like pass out. Yeah, they just like stiffen like, up and fall over. Like I feel like like my like I just want to shut off or something now. Um, like, it's like, like, a, like a sensory overload. Like you just, you, too much is coming. You're like, and you're pretty much processing all of it at once. And since it's a roller coaster, you have all of these new sort of stimuli all the same time. And it's yeah, probably so like it just a lot for you. Fright. Yeah, it wasn't fright. It was like yeah. that, like just way overstimulating. And I like, I like didn't enjoy it as much as I hoped I would. Yeah. Because it was just like too much coming at me. <laughs> you enjoy it so much that you didn't enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you know, I, I do think as I've gotten older and I've maybe gotten a little better understanding of like the reality of mortality, right? Because like yeah. I think about stuff I did when I was a kid, like going on roller coasters or like zip lines or skydiving, right? Jumping out of a plane. Or like even climbing through caves. Like I, I thought I, I had a buddy and when I was in high school or shortly after high school who he was like real big into caving. And I, I would just get fucking drunk and just like smoke and then go like go through these caves with him. And I think back and there were caves where it was like this tall and I had to like belly crawl through like flat. And I, and I look and I just did it at the time. And I'm thinking and I'm like, there is no fucking way I'm signing up for that at almost 40 years old like i'm no absolutely not i'm not gonna do it you know yeah i mean well a lot of it's like learned behavior if you ever see like a like a little like toddler they're not afraid of spiders right they learn that from how other people react to spiders yeah like there's nothing inherently scary about a small like thing that you can step on that it just happens to have eight legs right it's just like you just learn that you're just like oh shit that thing can fuck me up and you know like it's 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 kind of crazy because yeah i'm a coward now i was not a coward when i was younger but i am terrified of literally everything right well you know oh and you know what i heard i heard the other day i think I, i read something about um somebody who went on one of those enclosed water slides right and they were like looping through it and they just like didn't loop up far enough and so they slid back and they got stuck in an enclosed water slide and they were there for like hours but i don't know i i guess the fire department had to like get a ladder that like i am ne- i i'm never getting in an, in an enclosed water slide that would be the worst like did anyone else go on the water slide would someone else go and like run into them <laughs> and clock them i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't it's like it's like a water slide where they just like on the office of the like the water slide park. Like how did that happen? Yeah, how I don't know. No one knows. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when I think, yeah, soon I I don't know. I'd have to look at the specific uh, situation, but but uh, that's terrifying. Like I I think you'd come out of that like permanently transformed. Uh, <laughs> You'd be so wrinkly. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
in general. Mm-hmm. Um, terrified of that. That's, but that was like a learn from experience. But even though now that I can, I can swim, I still won't do it. Like I'm just like, no. There, I'm pretty sure there's water at the bottom of this. Slide, <laughs> so I'm not going. Up. Right. Just better not to do it, huh? Yeah. Well, well, have you? Now I'm starting to wonder. You remember the movie Unbreakable with Bruce mm-hmm. Willis? Where he was a superhero, but his only weakness was water. Christian, have you, other than almost drowning, have you ever been sick? Have you ever been seriously injured in any other way? Unfortunately, yes. Oh, okay. All right. many, many other ways. Okay. Very frail individual. You're like Mr. Glass. Oh, like Mr. Glass. Yeah, I guess. That's, yeah, the opposite of, of Bruce Willis. Oh, damn. So well, yeah, Brent, we did miss you uh, uh, out out yeah. out at the cabin in Brown County. It was a good time. So yeah, we just uh, in the cabin we stayed at. Christian was in uh, Brown County, Indiana, which is a bit east of Bloomington, where I'm from, okay. and it's all like heavily forested, like state park areas. Um, so this this cabin we got was great. It was huge. Like downstairs, there was like a foosball table and a pool table and. Um, you know, there was a, a big pond out outside, which had fish in it. None of us are really interested in fishing, but you, you remember Zeb, right? Zeb, uh, Zeb Garvey, um, Brent, he, he, he brought his fishing pole and like, we were all just sitting down there hanging out and he's like fishing, uh, pulling fish out of the pond. Uh, but then they had a little hot tub also down by the pond, but it was a good time. It was a really good time. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And Christian, you're right that Branson is better than Orlando. Like Orlando, man, Orlando is just a tourist town to like do to either go to the theme parks or all we did. We just got up at five o'clock every morning, went to the big ass convention center, played volleyball all day. And then like we would go go to the hotel, like get dinner and then crash out and get ready to get up again at five o'clock the next day. Like that was the whole week. Yeah, my brother was an air traffic controller in Orlando, and I visited him once, and I just did not have a high opinion of that place. Like it was, it was, it was fine. Like I, I saw the tourist attraction. I was like, it's fun. But other than that, I was just like, but what else is there? I yeah. actually don't like this place very much. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and there was one guy. It, it ended up being like mostly moms that went with the girls with the volleyball players, and then it was like me and really like one other dad who. Uh, went and he's he's this guy who's like he's very uh uh fidgety like he can't sit still very long and as soon as something like you he as soon as he gets slightly bored he just like disappears um <laughs> I can relate yeah <laughs> and so so he got a car while we were down there and we would always go play volleyball go back to the hotel or whatever and he would always go down the road to this like local bar he called it the trash bar and uh, and it was just like Orlando locals and he kept trying to get me to go. I put him off for most of the trip. But then the night before we left, I was like, all right, all right, I'll go to the trash bar with you. And dude, it was like, it was all, it was just all these Florida local. Like we walk in and there's like, you know, the, the bartender behind the bar is like very leathered, wrinkled. She probably, she probably was 20 years younger than she looked, right? Like whatever age I would guess. But we walk in and he was like, uh, I forget her name, but he was like, uh, He's like, oh, Darla, where's your, uh, where's your money? You don't have your money in your tits. And she was like, oh, baby, I'm not wearing the right bra for it today. I can't, you know. <laughs> and so, like, that kind of set the tone for the whole. Um, but we we got very drunk very quickly, and I had a really good burger at the trash bar. So it sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great time, actually. I might have misjudged Orlando. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, maybe if you can find the and it was super it was actually really cheap too. Like all the food and drinks yeah. at the trash bar were pretty cheap. So like a summer I lived with my sister and she lived at the time right outside of Orlando. And so me not knowing anything to go do something was like it, insanely expensive because all I knew was like, oh, this is the touristy place mm-hmm. or whatever. Like so like uh to be a local there must like I don't know. You must have to find those like little trash bars, little areas or whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just surrounded by freaking like Disney World or Disneyland or whatever. Yeah. Which is yeah, crazy expensive. Yeah. But, uh, but so, well, Christian, do you want to tell us what movie we're talking about? What movie you chose and kind of why you chose it and, and what, what it means to you? Okay. So to give you, to give your audience a little bit of background is, um, I don't actually like horror movies, and, but I, didn't understand the premise of the podcast when I agreed to do it. So he's so so Corey is just like, hey, you want to do it? I'm like, yeah, of course, whatever you need. I'm happy to help. <laughs> and then I like asked at the time as it got closer to the date, I was he like asked me again. He's like, so we're doing it. I'm like, oh, can you remind me like what this is about and what I have to do? He's like, oh yeah, we go over a horror movie. And I was just like, I hate fucking horror movies. <laughs> So, but I went through the list, and they were all, like, well, most of them, at least, were, like, older horror movies that had, like, that were that were more more niche. And I saw The Leprechaun, which is what we're talking about today, and The Leprechaun, I was just like, you can't make a horror movie about a leprechaun. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't think I'm going to be scared about a little Irish man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's not a thing. And it really is a horror comedy. Now, had you seen the movie before you chose it, or is this? I a- had no. I, I had not seen the movie. I literally, and I also did not look at the synopsis of the movie. I literally just saw the title and just did not believe that it was scary. Like I was just like, <laughs> I would be impressed if it is scary. Like, I would be like, I don't want to watch this, but this is very impressive that they made a scary movie about a leprechaun. Right. And, and the person was- that wrote the movie. He was, he had kind of had the opposite idea. He was like, I can't believe they haven't made a Leprechaun scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously. (laughs) Well, and that's, and that's funny. And the, uh, and and I'm glad you decided to join us. And honestly, the, uh, the premise of the podcast is almost inconsequential. It's really just a cover to talk to interesting people and, and, and hang out with people for a while. Um, and, and you, interestingly, or I find it interesting, it's a pretty common thread for our guests to be like, well, I don't like horror movies, but I chose this one movie. Like we, we've had multiple guests who are like not into horror, but, but that, you know, but we'll do like little shop of horrors or Ernest scared stupid, or there are plenty of movies that are like horror adjacent or horror comedies that aren't, aren't, aren't scary. You know, you know, the thing about it. Oh, sorry. He said like, it's a horror comedy. And the funniest thing about it is like looking through the list, and, like, watching Leprechaun for the first time, I was just, like, the very nature of horror movies is almost absurd, right? right. Oh, yeah. Everyone has to make terrible decisions for it to work. Even the most, like, honest uh, horror movie that's just trying to play it straight, yeah. everyone still needs to make very, very bad decisions that, if you think about for more than a second, are actually almost comical. Yeah. And that's why I feel like the genre like is actually comedy adjacent even though oh, yeah. it shouldn't be. And I love comedies. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and it's been brought up on our podcast before and it's, you know, it's been said by many people 
that there are a lot of similarities between comedy and horror, which I think is why you have, you know, you can point to plenty of examples like the guy, I, I forget his name, but Zach Kreger, maybe the guy from the whitest kids, you know, who went on to direct uh, barbarian, which is a horror movie I think came out last year. Um, and then Jordan Peele, like obviously, you know, comes from a com- comedy background, but I think, I think there are a lot of similarities between comedy and horror but I think the I for me the, I think the main one as far as a director or a filmmaker is that you have to balance tone so much a tone and tit like you know you can get through an action movie or a, a drama or whatever with just the plot and the characters but with both comedy and horror you have to pace things properly you have to time things correctly in order for whether it's a laugh or it's a or it's a jump or a scare or whatever. Like you really have to be able to manage like tone and timing and pacing more than I think probably any other genre outside of horror and comedy, you know? Yeah, I definitely think so. It's like, sure, you can have like your horror movie, you know, that period when you know there's a, a, a jump scare is coming, but you don't know when it's coming. You can't do that for two hours. You have to, at a certain point, be like, oh no, everything's safe right now. Yeah. Literally, this is, this is, they're, they're at the police station for like a little bit. They're just, they're just, <laughs> Telling their story right now. Nothing's gonna happen right now. It's when they come back, then we'll. And it's and for some reason it's night again. And <laughs> now we have to like we're gonna we're gonna ramp it up a little bit. So I I do I I try to get as much out of this as possible. And, and there was definitely a lot of things that I just looked through, and just like they're really trying to control how you feel about everything. And I feel like the Leprechaun is. Probably one of the better movies at it, even though I don't think it's a good... I would never say it's a good movie. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good movie. It's like, you can see that they, they make generally an attempt to make it so people who don't like horror movies will enjoy this. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing to do, but it's like... I appreciated it. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it definitely fills... And there are plenty of horror movies that do that, that kind of fill that space. Because um, I do think, you know, even if it's calling it a horror comedy or whatever, I there I think there's a certain kind of comedy you can do in a quote-unquote horror movie that you can't do in, a, in like a more straightforward, goofier comedy, right? Um, where you do... You can kind of play with that serious tone, but then... Uh, you know, and, and build the tension and, you know, you want to build the tension and deflate the tension. Um, but then, well, you know, any of us who've been in, like, I, I don't know, I've been in plenty of situations where you got, you somebody cuts you off and you have to go off the road. Like you have like these close calls where you almost die or, or you had, or you had the potential for death or serious injury. And I'm sure you've probably had this experience. I have where when it's over, like it's past that quick moment passes, you like find yourself laughing. Right? You're, like, laughing to yourself to, like, deflate, like, diffuse that tension from this moment that yeah. just happened, you know? So. Um, but, yeah, but I watched this last night with my, my 14-year-old daughter. And, uh, dude, we just had some... We were laughing the whole... It was such a good time just watching this movie and, like, losing it. Every time the leprechaun... And usually, like, I'll take notes and I'll put little stars next to, like, the things I want to talk about. Which is usually every maybe like six or seven lines. I'll I'll have something I want to talk about. I have stars next to almost every single line because there was just something funny, <laughs> like something that made us crack Quite up. Literally every line the leprechaun said was comedy gold. Oh he, yeah, 
is the funniest character in the show. And honestly, he's not the reason why the movie's bad. The movie's bad for literally everything other than him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's great. And played by uh, Warwick Davis, who's been in, he was, you know, Willow and Willow, and he's been in the Star yeah. Wars movies, and, and, you know, he's been, he's Warwick Davis has been in all kinds of stuff. Um, but, and then I, I read that developing the movie with the director, I think it was not totally Warwick Davis, but I, I do think he was responsible for infusing this movie with a lot of the comedy aspect of it. So, because I, I think the director intended it as more of a straightforward horror at first. Sorry, this is kind of a tangent, but there are eight of these. <laughs> yeah. I just, want to, I just want to throw that out there. This movie was bad. Yeah. And they made seven more of them. Yeah. Yeah. And this has to be the best one, right? Have you guys ever seen another one? I haven't. No, this is the first one I saw. But now, like, I, I told some people that I was watching it, and, like, they, like, I was, like, asking for, like, information about it. Like, have you guys seen it? And they're like, there are eight of these. You have to watch all of them, Christian. Like, I'm just like, tell us how it is. I'm just like, I am not going to do that. So, you know, no. I'm halfway through this one. I'm not doing this again. Well, and I, I don't recall seeing the other ones, but I'm sure I did. I feel like there were always Leprechaun movies. Like, and a lot of the movies we cover on this podcast, I saw as a kid because they would just come on HBO yeah. and, and I would just watch whatever was on. Um, but Christian, did you look into any of the sequels at all? Oh, no, there's there's him in the hood and I have to see that. Like, there's I feel like two. that was that, that one's for me. Like, there's then there's back in the hood, I think. I think there's, there's got to be the hood, two. And then he goes back because, you know, you, not just you one. Leave, you can't leave the hood as a leprechaun as, as we all know. Yeah. Yeah, it pulls you back in. It just got pulled back in. <laughs> what, what are those like the is that number 6 and 7? I don't like, know. Why is that? But there's leprechaun 1, 2 and 3. The other ones aren't numbered. They're just like yeah, yeah. In, space in space or something like that. Yeah. So, like, I thought there was three at, like, first glance, and I told my friend, like, there's three of these. And they looked it up, and they're like, no, there's eight. And I was just like, what are you talking about? That's absurd. Yeah. And then they showed me the thing. I was like, you're trolling me right now. That's not, that's not real. Yeah, it goes to what space. What does he do in space? Like, how does he get to space? Dude, he's you a magic leprechaun. You have to find out. He can fucking go anywhere. I mean... Maybe his gold was in the space, and he had to go get it. He's 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 not gonna rest. Yeah, <laughs> he's like those things in the sky. They look like pieces of gold. Yeah. <laughs> I must go check them. I've got to get me gold. <laughs> Is Warwick Davis Irish? No, I don't I think, think so. I could not believe the Irish accent in this. I was like, that's a bad Irish accent. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a bad Irish accent. Yeah, I think it was. Well, and even and but Warwick David, I don't know if I don't think he did all of the Leprechaun movies, but he oh. he he did most of them. He I think he did all the way through maybe Leprechaun and I think it's Space is the fourth one, and then I think he goes to the Hood in the fifth one and the sixth one he goes back. I think those are all Warwick Davis. I don't know if he did it after that or not, but. Um, yeah, that's a weird timeline of events. He goes to he's an astronaut, and well, then the next two movies are like what's more astronaut? dangerous, space or the hood? Like you have to, you have to, he has to go. You have to constantly escalate. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I definitely got to see those movies. Like <laughs> I do now too. This sounds amazing. <laughs> Fuck this movie. We got to see these other ones. It's so crazy. Oh shit! Oh, but I, but I was, you know, but that I think that tends to happen with horror movies especially at this time where so much money could be made when a movie went to video 
You know, because there would like not only would they make money in the theaters, but they would make money when it comes out on video. And this, this one made a ton of money on video, didn't it? It did. Well, yeah, the, and that's the thing. Like horror movies, like the, these are they're so relatively cheap to make. You can make like this isn't going to make a billion dollars like Avengers Endgame, but you spend a million dollars on a movie and you make ten million. You just made ten times your investment. Like an Avengers movie doesn't make ten times its investment. It make it make like yeah. maybe four or five if it does well. But or in this case, and this, and this is also sorry, Christian. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just gonna say if if your movie blows up with one actor like Jennifer Aniston, I think started Friends the following year, and then I think that's what drove video sales right. like huge with this one. Yeah, and also this is a this is what you like. This is a low risk investment, right? So if they don't do well, you don't lose very much. Yeah, and they develop this like cult following. Yeah, it's like kind of like the Medea movies Mm -hmm. where you can't really lose. Like the people that like Leprechaun movies will buy it. Yeah, every time, and if it's bad, they knew what they signed up for. They're Leprechaun fans. You're not gonna be like. Oh, this wasn't as good as the last Leprechaun movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Has Medea gone to space yet? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know uh, if Medea's gone to space. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't think she has. Because I know, yeah, Leprechaun went to space. There was Jason, Jason in space. There was a Jason. period of time where, like, all all the like horror franchises had to go to space for a movie, or, or just like large franchises didn't. Um, um, uh, not Need for Speed. Uh, uh, Fast and the this? Furious. Fast and the Furious. Furious. Into space. I think so. The last ones I heard. <laughs> Fast and the Furious is like a. When you think about it, Fast and the Furious is like a blockbuster version of the Leprechaun. It's literally like just as bad. Like yeah. it's just higher production. Like it's, it's not different. It's not better. No. <laughs> yeah, just bigger, <laughs> much bigger scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Oh shit, but man, but like, but yeah, every bit of this movie, I mean, it, it opens up with that guy, like the old man who found a pot of gold, which, uh, one thing that confuses me is, he had a bunch of money, because he had a limo, like he tipped the limo driver a hundred, he's yeah. like, we're rich, we have all this money, right? But then Where he hides- the initial money? Uh, what's that? Where did he get the initial Where money? Where'd he get the money? Because he, yeah. he put all 100 coins in that old pickup truck, so- if he didn't sell any of the gold coins for money, what? how did he have money to be... I don't know. That was a little confusing. I think, honestly, I think having the gold itself is the is the prize. It doesn't actually... Like, you just get favor from having it. <laughs> That's why... The Leprechaun's not going to do anything with the gold either, but he wants the gold back. Right. Like, Good. it is the gold itself. What okay. I was confused about is, like... Was it fair or not? Because it seems like they insist that he got it fairly, but the leprechaun seems to insist that it was not fair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. On his on his uh, like uh, nebulous trip to Ireland, he took where he captured the leprechaun somehow. Like I want to like, see that. I want to see it how. It almost seemed like a colonizer, like sort of like 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 uh, like logic. It's just like no, I took it from you. Oh, dude. Therefore, yes. fairly, it's mine. Oh, how, dude, how, how great would like a modern, yeah, how great would like a modern take on Leprechaun be through that kind of, like if you tried to do like frame it as 
uh, the the leprechaun is a marginalized group and like frame the the protagonist is calling like that would be a wait, 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 this is kind of my uh, headcanon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has to go back to the hood. Through other people, the leprechaun colonies. <laughs> I do, man. Like, honestly, like when he interacts with the police, I'm just like, go leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we support you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Happy June Yeah, that's right. That's oh, what he man. should have said while he's bouncing between the trees in the forest. <laughs> I mean, he didn't hurt any black people. That's all I gotta say. The leprechaun right. is cool with me. I have no problem with him. And I would have given him his gold back immediately. I've been like, oh, you need help finding your gold? Please, let me help you. Nobody says that in that movie. Right. Yeah. I heard when he goes to the hood, he gets into a beatboxing contest and fucking wins. <laughs> like, the hood movie is just them being very friendly. He's at a cookout. They're like, oh, yeah, you lost your coin. Let's help you find it. cool. Coin. Don't worry about it, buddy. <laughs> it's not a horror movie at all. No. <laughs> That's why he goes back. Yeah. That's... <laughs> There's actually no conflict in the movie. He's just chilling the whole time. <laughs> They're just hanging out, having a good time. <laughs> oh, and Br- Brent, I think you're joking when you say that the leprechaun gets into a beatbox contest, but I don't know. That might be a real thing that happens in the movie. I don't know. I, I mean, some of, it's so, some of the stuff that he did was so absurd that I'm just like, I, I, nothing would surprise me. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, well, because every other scene, he's like, well, oh, dude, when he bursts out of that barn on the tricycle... <laughs> my daughter and I fuck we laughed so hard because like the the film is kind of sped up and his like li- his little legs are pumping the pedals like it's so funny <laughs> when they had close-ups of his little legs like with like the buckles and shit like they're so funny <laughs> yeah dude we lost it every time like and then and then the beginning when he like not only when he kills the old woman um yeah. But then the guy goes downstairs and he's like, he's moving her mouth and doing her voice, like puppeting this guy's dead wife, like mocking him with the body of his dead wife. <laughs> I um, mean, technically, she just walked backwards and fell. Right. She he fell- <laughs> didn't kill her. Right. He was, just, he was just talking to her. That's true. He wanted to know where his gold was. That's true. He was just asking her questions <laughs> and she backed up and he's just like, I should have told her to watch her step, which is like introspective when you really think about it. That's Just true. Like, yeah, you know, like I, I should have like warned her. <laughs> yeah, you know, the further we get in the podcast, the more I'm I'm Team Leprechaun. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, me too. He didn't do much wrong. And notice how he like immediately like bit up everyone's face except for the child. He's just like. that child like the so the characters nathan was the guy with like the sleeveless shirt and then you had ozzy and then this little kid in this and their truck their truck on the side said three guys that paint so they're hired to go paint this house and then when the shit hits the fan they decide to like stay help take the guy to the hospital and then they're gonna like spend the night they're like we got to figure out where we're gonna sleep I've never had a job where I've been that committed to like. Yeah, but the girl was involved. 
That's true. Right? There's Jennifer Aniston. Like, you're, you're, like, you're like, hey guys, like if I, <laughs> hey, like maybe, yeah. come on guys, help me out here. Like, yeah. Maybe. Come on, Ozzy. Come on, Alex. Did you guys think Alex was kind of a dick? <laughs> like his first like interaction with Ozzy is like, I thought he, I thought it was a rock at first. He puts in the slingshot and just like point blank range, like hits him in the forehead with it. Yeah. But I guess it was gum that was forced. There's a lot of foreshadowing in the movie. Yeah. What a dick thing to do. He was, he was, he was a dick, but he, he was also like weirdly competent for a little kid. Uh, but also like, I had to wonder through the whole movie, like who, how do those guys know each other? Are they brothers? Do they not have families? Do, does that kid have parents? Le, does like why? They seem to think Ozzy is mentally disabled, and he's clearly not. Yeah. Like yeah. there are times when I want, I want him to be like, "Why do you guys want to fix my brain?" Yeah. <laughs> Other than like maybe he's got a leprechaun conspiracy theory, but if anyone's been on Facebook recently, like that's there's a much crazier crowd than this guy. I think the problem with that movie is that nobody in that movie is likable, except mm-hmm. Ozzy. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Like, it's just like everyone's kind of awful. Like, the sentiment that they express is, it's just like, I found like this gold. Find your keepers. And it's like, no, it probably belongs to somebody, you know? Like, yeah. 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 Well, and they're just not good people. They're, they're not. And they, and I felt like they were setting Jennifer Aniston's character up for a specific arc in the beginning because obviously, like, there's gold, everyone wants it. Like, the in the very beginning, the guy and his wife... Well, he doesn't die, he has a stroke, but, like, it's all greed, right? They want the gold. And, and so Jennifer Aniston, her character, Tori, is having a conversation with her dad where she doesn't want to stay at this this house. And he's like, what does he say? He says something like, uh, you know, you think money's all you need? You don't, you don't think you... And I was like, okay, this is very heavy-handed. But it seems like they're setting up her character to be this materialistic, greedy... So, like... I feel like the natural character arc for that kind of character is toward the end, she would find out about the gold and she would try to keep it for herself and bad things would happen. She would suffer the consequences of her greed and have to learn to do better or just suffer the consequences of greed and die or whatever, right? That doesn't happen. As soon as Alex is like, you know, Ozzy's like, they're like, well, we don't know if it's a leprechaun. And Ozzy's like, well, what about the gold? And Alex is like, shut the fuck up, man. You know? Uh, Jennifer Aniston, she's like, oh, you have gold. Let's give him the gold. Like, immediately, she's ready to turn over the gold. And I was like, I, that not that I'm expecting anything, you know, revelatory from a Leprechaun movie, but it just didn't track with what I felt like they had set up to be her character arc, you know? There certainly is a better movie where the whole thing is they try everything to get rid of the Leprechaun, and then the whole thing is just give back the fucking gold. Mm-hmm. And then that yeah. movie is now suddenly deep. Yeah. Like, it suddenly has, like, something that it that it's saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But because Ozzy ate one coin, and he needs all of the coins, it's like, no, Ozzy has to die for this to be resolved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, therefore, the, now the leprechaun must, quote-unquote, die. Right? Yeah. Like, and it changes the very dynamic of it. It's like, no, it's either you or them. As opposed to it being about grief, which I think is actually an interesting thing to say. Yeah. It's like, you can't just take the gold from them. There's no rule. He clearly wants it back. <laughs> just give it back to him. Yeah, and you'll be fine. Just give it back and you'll be fine. Yeah, I agree. I agree there's the potential for a much better, uh, yeah, much better movie. Hidden, hidden. But then we wouldn't have 
hate him for that. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> but I was also kind of confused about the guys because he's like, he tells her at the end to kill a leprechaun, you have to touch their skin with a four leaf clover. And then, but then at the beginning of the movie, he has a four leaf clover, but instead of putting it on the leprechaun, he puts the leprechaun in a box, puts the clover on top of the box, and then proceeds to douse it with gasoline like he's going to burn it. So I was very confused as to what O'Grady's plan was, and uh, and which I don't think there's any gl- clear logic here. But <laughs> so from based on what they did at the very end with the fire and the thing, it's like the clover weakens the Weakened. the the weakens it. So now it's not like immortal, quote unquote, kind of is still. Right. But let's say you think that's not immortal anymore. And then you light it on fire, but the clover's still weakening it, so it can't. It's not immortal anymore, and then it dies. Yeah. That's kind of like I think that's what he was going for. That's what they try at the very end. It kind of mirrors it. Yeah. But clearly, there's eight of them again. Once, once again, we're we keep coming back to that. There's eight of them. So <laughs> that's not that's not how to kill one. Yeah, obviously it didn't work. It did. <laughs> yeah. But he did. He, this man seemed to know a lot about leprechaun lore because he he didn't like plot or think or anything he had like a plan yeah it was just like <laughs> clover fire yeah. and apparently iron i yeah <laughs> well and i love the whole thing about the shoes like how yeah. the, sh- the shoes were a weakness when he which the first time we see it uh is when oh it's when he he takes off on the tricycle and then oh he goes to the shop owner because they go to check out that one coin and then he like pogo sticks like kills the guy with a pogo stick but then he goes to wipe his shoe off he's like oh we gotta wash your shoe you know clean your shoes doesn't wipe it off at all there's still blood all over his shoes so he he like very ineffectively wipes off this guy's shoes but then (laughs) i don't that's kind of a fun conceit for the rest of the movie that like he has to shine shoes anytime he anytime he sees them. <laughs> That's how they distract him later, right? They yeah. Just are chucking shoes, and yeah. he's like, "Oh, I gotta shine this one. I gotta yeah. shine this one." <laughs> I thought it's, it's a it's like a personality quirk. He's yeah. Just, he just can't. He just can't see shoes unshined because he's a leprechaun. Yeah. Which and I love. I'm sure that I don't know a lot about like Irish lore, so like yeah. a lot of this stuff is new to me. I was just like, "Is that a thing, or is that they make that up in the movie?" I think that the leprechaun has to put his junk inside the shoe to truly clean it and gain its power. <laughs> Sounds right. When you say junk, you mean things. <laughs> I mean his entire scrotum. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I just want to be sure. A teal. Yeah, from, from bow to stern, I think, as they say. <laughs> they do. It's written on the Blarney Stone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but i like i also like the scene where tori's like she was she was standing with nathan and then she goes to get something out of the truck and then the leprechaun is like rubbing her legs from underneath the truck and she's like oh nathan and i'm like what why do you what no she's stopped she's Yeah. That he could be touching you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, how is that romantic that the guy crawls under the truck? Crawls under and a truck. Is like rubbing her leg. 
silly. Yeah. Yeah, do literally anything else, like come up behind her, like literally anything other than crawling under a truck and like rubbing her ankles. She's like, I know what it's like to feel a No, that's sexy. That's you guys, the other thing is, you guys, you guys have been, you guys have been married slash ditched too long. Oh, you guys don't know what we, what we out here doing to get girls' attention. Like, that's the problem, but y'all, out like, here, y'all okay. it's, it's rough out here. Out here under pickup trucks. <laughs> was there any part of Jennifer Anderson that was like, the leprechaun's hands were really nice on my leg before he scratched it? Yeah, yeah. Because well, she was into it. Yeah. Well, and then I like, like you said, Brent. She was like, "I know, I know what the, the touch of a man feels like." And then her dad's like, "You do." <laughs> and then he wants to touch the leprechaun, yeah. so he sticks his hand in that fucking hole and it bites him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was a point, like, like towards the end of the final confrontation, where like the leprechaun is like, like they're like the guy's trying to get like his, his gun ready so he can shoot the leprechaun. And the left guy says, how's your leg? <laughs> and then kicks him in the leg. Yeah. And then continues to chase Ozzy so he can murder him. And then this girl's just like, are you okay? I'm like, he's fine. He just got kicked in the leg. Yeah. But she's going to murder your other friend. Like, yeah. Yeah, no concern for like, Ozzy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, poor Ozzy, man. Yeah. Like, I have never seen a movie one person to take that much disproportionate amounts of punishment yeah. compared to everyone else in the cast, like the main cast. Yeah. Like, it's just like, no, this guy's gonna get fucked up every time. Yeah. And everyone else is gonna get hurt, maybe, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. And he's, and he's the but most likable character. Like... <laughs> and he's the most likable character. And they're like, no, fuck that guy. <laughs> I like how he's got his, like, shirt has all the little paintbrushes on it. Yeah. And his, it's his first day wearing that shirt, and he just completely has ruined it. Yeah. It was like, a nice shirt. Yeah, they, like, they, like, pour these, like, keep the ladder stable. He's like, nah, <laughs> you look, you're, you're all in blue now, loser. And so just, like, ha, 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 ha. Well, and then Jennifer... they're the worst at painting the house. Yeah. They were there for hours, but, like, there's, like, some blue and maybe some red on the house. They're just... The leprechaun kicked open the front of their car, broke free, went past the people in the front seat, Ozzy's in the back seat, and then he attacked Ozzy's face. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Ozzy's in the back seat. He was like, nah. I know what I want. Come here, Ozzy. <laughs> Oh man! Actually, the 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 leprechaun's just really ableist. Like he just hates people with any kind of disability. Damn! And Ozzy's like, he's gonna make a boot out of my fucking ear. And then and then this, and then this girl's just like, it's not a leprechaun though. Just so you know, it's yeah. not a leprechaun. Yeah. That is what's important to know is that you are wrong. Yeah. It's not a leprechaun. Yeah. It is just a small angry man. <laughs> That really like the taste of your flesh. I don't know. Yeah, it's a weird, angry creature. Definitely not a leprechaun. <laughs> oh man, but I, I do. Lo- I, we kind of touched on the tricycle, but I love how he goes to vehicle from vehicle to vehicle. Like he gets that little Power Wheels car at one point, and then what was weird was there's there's a scene later where they try to get in the truck, and then he bursts out of the barn, and it looks like in a little go kart that he's made with a pitchfork on the front. 
and he flips over their pickup truck with this little car and like flips it end over end. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, did you see the roller skates that he manifested? Yeah, under his own feet. Yep. But they were like '90s roller skates. Yeah. Like he had a concept of like what would be like a Dick Sporting Goods in the '90s, <laughs> and he put them on his own feet. Yeah. Well, yeah, because and that's as Jennifer Aniston was driving away through the. With the in the jeep, and then like she turns, and he immediately flies off the pickup truck and goes through the white picket fence, and then there's like a cutout of a little leprechaun person in the fence. See, they had more gags lined up like that, but they thought it was it'd be way too cheesy. They were like, now it's like all come. Like, oh, really? Com. Yeah, they should. It's actually very funny because it is very much like a Looney Tunes horror movie. Yeah, like it would be like if someone like made like a Bugs Bunny murders everybody sort of like thing like that's kind of what it is when you think about like the movie in general and like distill it it's fundamentally that yeah one well, and and christian if you're interested in watching another movie like that i think a movie that really leans into it and does it really well is one we covered recently brent killer clowns in outer space oh, or yeah. killer clowns from i think i've actually i've at least heard of it i've oh. seen part of it it's... yeah that's interesting it does run some parallels because like circus culture it's like what you would expect a clown to do that's how the clowns mur- mur- they murder people with clown things yeah but they but and they so, really yeah. they just lean into the gags and they go all out and like every other scene is just like a ridiculous clown gag and it but it's great it's amazing <laughs> so when you say clown gag how is it different from something like say like classic joker oh good question um, yeah, so like they have like a popcorn gun, and like, okay. uh, yeah. and then oh, one clown does shadow puppets on a wall, and then the shadow puppets actually becomes like a T Rex and like eats a person. <laughs> like it's like weird oh, shit. They, like that. So they have magic, like they have magic as well. They're not oh, just yeah. like yeah, you're exactly. Yeah. Normal human mur- like human murderers that just happen to be clowns. Yeah, no. No, they're they're aliens from outer space. And when and when they and ideally instead of killing people, they capture them. And then when they take them back to their spaceship, they wrap them in cot- pink cotton candy cocoons. Yeah, that's right. And then they like stick like crazy straws in and slurp <laughs> they like slurp the goo out of these pink cocoons. It's real. It's real. But like every kill is like a different circus themed gag. It's really funny. Yeah. You would think they find the most effective when to just keep doing that, but they're they're they are performers at the yeah. end of the day. So they well, they're also aliens from outer space. Like, how do they even know about clowns? <laughs> like that's what's yeah. so fucked up about the movie. It's so weird. Yeah. And with the, the, there's eight movies of those. <laughs> I don't, wow. I don't. Yeah, go to outer space. Wow. I don't. I don't think that's the case. <laughs> oh man, but I love. I love the point where they they like slam the leprechaun's hand in the door. Like his hand comes off so easily, it gets severed in the door, and then it like crawls up and opens the door for him. <laughs> I thought that was great. <laughs> Does he? I forget. Does he like attaches it, right? He like puts it back he, on. He yeah. Well, he takes yeah. it, and then later it's reattached. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a there's also a point where they like put his hand on like the stove, and it gets like stuck to it. So he takes yeah. a spatula and like removes his hand from that. Yeah. Um. Very much a cartoon character. Yeah. Because that, because as you know, if your if your hand has no grease, it's not how that's not how 
works. Like, that's not what's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> it burns. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. But, but, I, but I love all those cartoony. And there's another one. Like, I feel like now I'm just going through bits. But there's one where they're, like, trying to find – he's in the kitchen cabinets – and he keeps popping out oh. of the cat, and they like open one cabinet. He's like, "You should have tried door number two. And like, <laughs> but then, but then, like, he's looking in a cabinet up here, and the drawer, like the silverware drawer at his waist, opens, and the leprechaun just like grabs Nathan's junk. He doesn't even really hurt him. He just like gets a good handful of the junk, and then like lets him go. <laughs> Right, I he's like this. I this is a metaphor. I got you by the balls, you know. <laughs> oh man! So to to move back to like, I guess horror movies in general. Since you guys probably watch more horror movies than me, there's a thing that happened in this movie relatively early, and it's like when you confront the thing that is trying to kill you, or whatever. If it's like a force or something, and then you realize you can fight against it. And I realize I feel like in horror movies, as soon as you know what the thing is, and you fight against it, and you you like make contact with it, and it falls back, and I can't take that thing seriously anymore. It mm. it ceases to be horror, and now it's an action movie Yo. with something that just happens to be very violent, it's trying to kill you. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's it's when it's when the characters figure out exactly what they need to do. Exactly what the weaknesses of whatever force they're they're fighting against. You're exactly yeah. right. It becomes well, an action movie every time. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of the theory. Like uh, Jaws did this very well. Uh, the movie Alien did this very well. Where it's like yeah. you you show the creature as little as possible because your imagination is going to build it up. You know, and then once you reveal the creature, it's best done if if done at all, do it toward the end of the movie where you're ready to wrap up because you know, it's almost impossible for any kind of creature design. Once you explicitly show what this thing is, it's never going to be as scary as what you make up in your mind. Right. Like, yeah. like the, the unknown is always, ju it's just more inherently frightening than the known. Um, yeah, I agree. It was just, it was kind of like, Oh, so you can just, and then he's, he's kind of like, a, it's a leprechaun, obviously. So it's like not very quick. And you're just like, Oh, so you guys are just, yeah. What's the problem? Ozzy can outrun this thing. Like I don't, I don't get it. Like what's the problem? Yeah. Here? Like, you just get, you just got to put a clover. You just got to catch it and put a clover on it. Come on. <laughs> but it, it does remind me, like there's a line in Predator, uh, where they're like, you know, this this predator's just been wiping out these soldiers, and finally they like find some of its blood or something. But there's a famous line where Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, he's like, uh, if it bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> It's true. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those things that's very funny, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, though. You're right, though. As soon as it's like, uh, yeah, which is always kind of why, I, and I, I like this kind of movie, too, but like Lovecraftian horror really appeals to me a lot, you know, because Lovecraftian horror leans into like the unknown and whatever it is being unknowable, you know, and it never, it never gets known or resolved. You know. Yeah, it's why they don't actually make a Cthulhu movie. Like, it's just like, you could, but it would immediately, an octopus monster is much less interesting than this Lovecraftian horror that if you think about, you just go insane and die. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and a lot of, like, my favorite, 
Lovecraftian movies aren't even explicitly Lovecraftian. It's like uh, uh, we covered the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. Um, I find that to be very Lovecraftian, but it, but but the the horror of it remains unknown the whole time, right? Um, yeah. And, and uh, oh, have you seen that one, Christian? I have not, but I heard about it. Yeah, it's not like super scary or anything. It's it's really quite beautiful, and there's lots of interesting. It's like DNA of like different things, kind of like melding together in this weird like environment in a bubble. It's really strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Annihilation. I'll have to put, I'll have to put that on my list. Oh, it's on Netflix too. It is on yeah. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the same guy who did like Ex Machina and. Um, yeah. Oh, Alex Garland. What else did he do? I don't know. Other stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, it's really it's a real pretty movie. Yeah. It looks really cool. And even even The Mist, which is based off of a Stephen King yeah. uh, story, it shows the monster. It does show some like tentacle monsters, even. But it's I. It's pretty effective. The Mist is interesting because it does show some creatures, but. It doesn't. There's not like one definitive. It's not like Cthulhu or whatever. It's it'll it, like the mist is effective because even though it shows some creatures, everything it shows is almost hinting at something even bigger and worse that you don't ever see. So like, I yeah. the mist is an interesting example because it it does show some stuff, but then it's like, but it definitely gives you impression that like, oh, you think this is definitely bad, but this is just the surface. Like. This is just barely scratching the surface. Like, you don't even well, know what the iceberg looks like, you know? Yeah, I will say, like, take the movie It, for instance. Like, It is a movie, obviously towards the end, it kind of, like, breaks down in that regard. But, like, yeah, you know who the enemy is. Yeah. But the enemy takes many forms. It's not just yeah. Pennywise, right? Like, there's other creatures that can kill you. Yeah. That seem to be related to Pennywise, basically. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point. And yeah, and I think when when the when the evil or whatever it is can take different forms, and he, and what you see maybe is just the representation that you see. I think it is mo- like why movies like Annihilation and The Mist and he, like Color Out of Space, like other Lovecraftian movies, when when they're successful, it's I think it's because they're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's like I think to be to like to add to Stella, it's like once you know the parameters of what the thing can do and like what can affect the thing, you're kind of like, oh, I completely understand it. Right. Now it is just a threat. Like it is just a dangerous thing that like they have to the heroes have to overcome. Right. It's no longer like some sort of extra threat where you're like, what's it gonna do? Because you know what it's gonna do. Right. Which is which is inter- come there, say, give me my gold, and then buy off Ozzy's face specifically. Yeah, well, you know, and and I never really thought of it this way until you fr- you framed it like, you know, once you know what the thing is, you know the parameters. Really, it switches from any kind of horror to action, and and I've always thought like the Terminator movies. Terminator One is more of a horror movie. This unstoppable thing chasing you. Terminator Two is a straight up action movie. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Aliens. Alien is a horror movie. Like, there's something on the ship that's picking people off one by one. That's a horror movie. Aliens, the second one, that's a straight-up action movie, right? They're going and kick. So that's 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 interesting that you do you have these, especially in those franchises where, like, the first one is a horror movie and the second one is, like, a straight-up action movie, you know? I mean, you think about it, like, it's easier to think about when you 
hate one thing and you like the other one. So it's just like, it's very, it's like, there's a very real line where I'm just like, oh, like, I'm fine. Like, there's nothing to be watching a horror movie, and, like, immediately, like, my heart will stop beating. I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm good now. Like, this is fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the tension has been, has been diffused. <laughs> <laughs> I had the I had the exact same reaction to this movie called Hereditary. Oh, okay. that's a, that's a, it's probably one of the most frightening movies I've ever seen. But like near the end, it does it does that switch to the action, and then it's like it's just invigorating. You know, watching these characters run away from this witch or whatever. Watching it play out. Yeah. Yeah, watching it play out. Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah, I did. Did I tell you, Brent? I showed my daughter Hereditary. Finally, she'd been asking to see it for a long time. So no. we watched it. She really loved, she loved it. She, yeah. but before we watched it, I have you seen hereditary? Uh, 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 I have not. No. So I showed her and this is, it's not really a spoiler, but I showed her that early scene where they're driving in the car, right. And they drive past the pole, kind of that inciting incident in the movie. And I showed my daughter that scene just outside of con. I just showed, I pulled up that scene on YouTube and I was like, if you can handle this scene, then we'll watch the movie. That's fine. So we watched it and she was like, she was like, "Yeah, no, okay, it's fine." I was like, "All right, all right, okay, we'll watch the movie." Yeah, but she... it's all about the grief of this family who this beloved daughter. Like, they have a car accident. I won't spoil it, but but she, it, she dies, and it's all about just how awful this this event. You know, yeah, yeah, rocked this family. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually wanted to like bring up another point. I feel like a lot of action movies start off as horror. Because they don't want to, they don't want to spread things out. Like they don't want to tell you exactly what the threat is immediately. So they start off like, right, like it'll be some, I don't know, oftentimes like a military man who's just discovering this new thing. He's just like he's there, like, and then they'll all get brutally killed, and then it'll be like fast forward twenty years later, like or something nonsense like that. But it's like at first when you know nothing about it, it has most of the elements of a horror movie hmm. until it, and then it transitions back into an action movie. So I think there's like a, a, an easy transition there where it really is just kind of like that sort of like nebulous nature of a horror movie that, and that's really all that separates that from action movies. Because horror movies do have action oftentimes. Yeah. Most of them. Right. Um, it's just that it's often very brief, very quick. And very violent, just immediately. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's interesting because even slasher movies, like slasher movies, are defined as horror. But you think about the Fred, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth. Like, it's not an action movie where there's like a a protagonist, like you know John McClane, like Die Hard. But especially subsequent movies after the first one, like you said, Christian, when everything is known, you know the parameters. People are really just watching those movies for the kills. Like, what are the new, cool, inventive ways Jason can kill people and, like, you know, slam their, uh, uh, what do you call it, sleeping bag against a tree or, like, and, and that's really, that's not horror. That's, I, I would say maybe closer to action where you're just like, oh, what's this, what's this cool action that's happening, you know, that I haven't seen before. Nothing right. scary. Even, even that, even that suspense that you get, like, you know, someone's about to get killed, they're, walking through a corridor and they're about to open up the door, right? And then you're like, yeah, something violent is about to happen. It's going to be some brief action that's abrupt, um, quick, and sort of ends it, right? Or it doesn't end it, but even then it's like a, it's kind of like a fake out. So like, 
I think there's a lot of that. It's like the anticipation of accent. So like a lot of horror is about anticipation. I don't do very, I'm a very anxious individual. I don't do very well with like anticipation. So <laughs> I don't like it. Right? Yeah. If people were just dying instantly all throughout a horror movie, I'd be like, this is fine. Yeah. Like, this is completely fine. I just don't like waiting. Yeah, I get it. No, I think I think and I think that's a common complaint I've heard is it is that yeah, more than like and some people like don't like gore or whatever and you can also dislike that. But yeah, I think you're right that a lot for a lot of people it's the tension and the anxiety of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. Um, well, a couple other things, you know, one point that really made my daughter and I, we laughed when he was, he gets shot from a, the shotgun and then he jumps up and scampers off and he says, deedly, deedly, dee, a leprechaun is me. <laughs> Dude, we lost it at that point. And then shortly after that, he like, they're like, they're in a hallway or something. And he, he's on a skateboard for some reason, skateboarding past the doorway and he like goes, like he, sk- he skateboards past and then he like goes down laying on his side, like in a sexy pose. And then like, I, it's just taunting them. It was so funny. <laughs> I feel like you're not supposed to hate the leprechaun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree. And I feel like that, and I feel like that's why they made the movie center, like eight of them around, centered around the leprechaun. Yeah. Cause it's like, even though you recognize he's not like a good creature, you understand that, like, he's whimsical enough that you don't necessarily, like, take him as some, like, malevolent force. Right. You're just like, yeah, he's just kind of, like, bad for business or whatever. <laughs> well, and even, and, and, and honestly, if a, if a character is charming and, like, charismatic enough, you'll, I, I've, I've said it plenty of times before, but I've heard it said that, you know, movies are empathy-generating machines where you, you kind of just, you... Uh, uh, identify with kind of the main character, regardless of context. I, I've heard it said that that's why it's hard to make an anti-war movie, because no matter what you do, it's hard to make war, which is inherently action and conflict, and it's hard to make war look uncool. Even if you're focusing on the suffering and guts spilling out or whatever, it's still hard to make war uh, look completely unappealing in a movie. Um, but I think you look at characters like like Heath Ledger's The Joker or uh, Rick from Rick and Morty or uh, the the main character from Breaking Bad. Like these are all char- th- these are bad people. Like these are not people you should strive to be. Like you do you should not want to emulate these characters. Yeah. And yet, like they're they're the standout character. They're the f- most fun. Uh, like you love seeing The Joker. You love seeing. Uh, Walter White do his, and you're rooting for Walter White, even though you know, yeah. like, he's a bad dude who's doing bad shit. Like, you you can't help but be on Walter White's team, you know. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the only other thing I was gonna point out was just when uh, uh, when he does kill that cop. Oh, what? Oh no, Tori Jennifer Aniston's character. She like stabs the leprechaun in the eye with the cop's nightstick and then the oh, le- yeah. and the leprechaun like pops out the cop's eye and puts the cop's eye in his own head i was like i was like what the fuck is happening this is awesome <laughs> that's how that works medically yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh, all right. Well, was there anything else about this movie y'all want to talk about before we kind of do head cannons and and wrap up here? I always think like the interesting thing about Leprechaun is that he f- 
functions fundamentally as a fish out of water. Yeah. Because you get to see him react to things. And that's why, like, he gets tripped up by certain things. He has no idea, like, what it is. Like, he's just, like, looks at it. He's just like, huh. That's a phone. Like, a television or a phone. He's like, he's, like, he's instantly the most interesting character because you follow him for longer than literally everyone else. Yeah. And there's very few horror movies where you know exactly what the thing is before the movie starts. So he does function as the main character. Yeah. Yeah, and that's... And, and like, I mean, you could name a million movies. Encino Man popped into my head. But, like, I mean, a, a fish out of water is an inherently comedic premise, right? Like, yeah. classic, classic comedic premise. So He's not been that out of water, though, right? Like, he, he got locked in a box in the 80s. <laughs> You know, to think about it. And then, and now, I mean, what, do you, what do you think about the technology, how quickly it goes? Ages and nights are very different. As the nights is in 22,000. And he's also in Northern Ireland. Who knows where they found him, to be completely honest. Let's, let's be real. That's the thing. Yeah, well, hold on. I do have a question. So wait, do you think, Brent, do you think that before this guy caught the leprechaun in Ireland, the leprechaun was, like, going out to discotheque clubs, like, snorting cocaine off the bar, like... <laughs> I think this, that he was this leprechaun. in that box, and he was constantly singing, like, watching the days go by, <laughs> let the water pull me down. <laughs> Same as it ever was. All his references are just 80s references. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That song is amazing, by the way. Have you ever seen that song or watched that music video? Oh my god! Oh, I don't. I don't know. It's I, what a dude like realized that he wasted his fucking life. It's really crazy. It's like a really good '80s song with like a big message. It's I know insane. the song. I don't know if I've. I'm sure I've seen the video, but I don't recall it. Yeah, look yeah, it up. I would have. Had, I would have had to watch it in the golden era in the '90s when we used to watch music videos just for fun. Oh yeah. When that was like the main thing, when you had a, only a handful of options to watch. Oh MTV. yeah, you would watch MTV and would just be, you just watch all of the videos. Yeah. You just want to see all yeah. of them. Like, Which you, that was. Yeah, you guys know what I? It, it was just my birthday a couple of days ago. You know, I, I got for my birthday. Do you remember? They used to have these cartoons on MTV. I forget what they were called. Um, liquid. I don't know. I can't remember. But do you remember a cartoon called The Max? M A X. I don't remember cartoons on MTV. No. Well, it was. It, I'm. I'm so excited to watch these episodes again because it's this like this huge hulking superhero in a purple costume. But the show was so weird because it's like you don't know if he's actually because it's 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 essentially a homeless guy who like lives in this alley. And dreams he's a superhero in this like magical parallel universe, and you never know if he ever if he's actually a superhero from a parallel universe, or if he's just a a delusional like homeless guy, and like he's taken care of by this like social worker with a heart of gold. Julie like tries to help him out, but like in his mind, she's like the jungle queen from this like magical world that he's from, and it's. It's real twisted. It's real fucked up. I watched it as a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to revisit it. They were like the original Adult Swim. Remember, they had... Oh, um, yeah. Aeon... Aeon, 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 Flux. Aeon Flux, yeah. 
But the lady catches like a fly in her like eyelashes. In her eyelash. And dude, that's futuristic shit. It's real cool. Yeah. That show and that show was really fucked up. Aeon Flux, they did some weird shit in that show. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well do y'all, yeah. do y'all have anything else you want to bring up? I, I do just want to mention there's a point where Jennifer Aniston rips the phone off because they call the cops at one point and the leprechaun like intercepts the call. He pretends to be the cop. And then they try it again later. The phone's disconnected. So then she, oh, she tries the phone again later and it's the leprechaun on it. And he reaches out with like a tiny baby oh, hand, right. like this little baby. So she tears the phone off the wall, but there's no phone jack behind the wall. Like there's no, there was nowhere for the phone to be plugged into. Like it, it was obviously never plugged in at any point in time, which I think is just a flaw, right? They just put a phone on the wall for the movie, but uh, yeah. But yeah, but there's no phone jack on that wall. I don't know. No phone jack. They're like, if you're if you've come this far, like, you <laughs> yeah, don't, shut yeah, up. just shut up. Like, who cares what you want? Yeah, no, that <laughs> that was it's weird. Seeing, oh, go I was ahead. gonna say that that was the point where I lost my suspension of disbelief. I was like, okay, I've gone with you this far, movie <laughs> magical leprechaun. What? But there's not even a fucking phone jack on the wall. I'm out. I turned it off at that point. Bush League. Movie making awful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, what were you gonna say though, Brent? <laughs> oh, I was just gonna make a comment about Jennifer Aniston. It was just so weird seeing like such a young version of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, she I looks did, almost exactly the same. I couldn't tell Jennifer Aniston until like later. Like it took me a while. I was like, I, this person seems familiar, but I was just like, I don't know who that is. Oh, really? Because the the. The earliest version of Jennifer Aniston that I can really, like, kind of, like, conceptualize is Prince. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, she looks too young for that. So, mm-hmm. like, I was just like, who's this young girl? She's kind of cute, but I have no idea who she is. Yeah. She could be anybody, actually. Yeah. How old are you, Christian? If you don't want me asking. I'm 33. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So, Friends. Yeah. I guess if you didn't know, go into the movie knowing it was going to be her. It would be hard to recognize her at first, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and I think I, I, I think maybe her nose is different now. I think it's what well, her nose looks quite a bit. I think she probably had a nose job, right? Her nose looks a little bit different now. Um, but like, if you look at Jennifer Aniston post Friends, she looks exactly the same, basically for the rest of her. For, yeah, for the last like thirty years, almost. Yeah. So anyone that doesn't look exactly like that, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Like, that's not Jennifer Aniston. I know who Jennifer Aniston is. Yeah. Seen her, she looks the same. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although I got to say, there were some, like, some line deliveries. Like, there were times where she said things in this movie, and I was like, I was like, oh, that's a very Jennifer Aniston line delivery. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I can't describe it to you, but there, like, she has a certain way of saying things where I was like, oh, that's, that's a very Jennifer Aniston uh, way of saying something, you know? It's like it's like a like it's kind of like a share impersonation a little a little bit mm-hmm. like you've heard share talk it's like it's like her and then and then whatever Jennifer whatever other Jennifer Aniston this is in there it's a blend of that <laughs> yeah but she does yeah she definitely has like a like a cadence yeah next episode we're talking about 2020's The Invisible Man. So be sure to check that out, and as always, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon, on Instagram at Pod, on Twitter at HorrorMoviePod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash HorrorMoviePod. So do you have a headcanon you want to go 
uh, forward. Uh, Christian, I think we might have ruined yours a little bit, but do you want, do you want to put forward? I think, I think I love your idea for a headcanon and, and what I would love to see another Leprechaun movie be. So I can't accept the fact that this Leprechaun was causing trouble prior to having his gold stolen. So <laughs> in my head, right. the Leprechaun needs the gold. He's not, he's not complete without his gold. He gets his powers back with his gold. Ergo, they basically stole a piece of him, and then he went to go and get it back. And yeah, he's willing to kill people to get his like his soul back or whatever it is. But like, who wouldn't? Someone came to his country, <laughs> stole his shit, and was just like, "Those are the rules." He's like, "I, I didn't." And he never agrees. Like, yeah, you did kind of get me that one time. He's just like, "No, they stole his shit. He got colonized, and he fought back." And hopefully, when he goes to the hood and then back, he finds people of light, like who understand his story. Yeah, and just yeah. you know, just kind of vibe with him and say like, "Hey, yeah, they did that to us too." Yeah, you it's know what? Much exactly the same. <laughs> I think yeah, he's really the killmonger of this story, and. Exactly. I, I I think that since Warwick Davis is a little too old now, I want the next version of Leprechaun. I want Michael B. Jordan in this role. <laughs> Make him tiny. <laughs> Put him in the... I feel like Michael B. Jordan's career will not survive that. This, 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 this suggestion of yours, but I still want to see it. I, it'll never happen, but I wish. I, I wish I could see it. <laughs> All right. Well, Brent, what do you have? Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, they also steal his magic a little bit. Like, to go off what you said, Christian, you know? Like, it makes him not feel normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he's he's weakened, even, without this magic. Yeah. Because I think, it, it, or is that because of the poorly, poorly cloaked? No, I, th- I, no, I think you're no, right. He, no, it's also the coin, like, he gets it's his magic that. back as soon as he gets those coins, and he notices that one's literally missing. Like, he needs yeah. all of it back. Well, and, and Like, he... sometimes I can't get my Ritalin, <laughs> and I just don't feel normal anymore. Right, right. I don't feel like you guys do. Like, I feel like a lesser of a person. I think that would, yeah. that would be very annoying as a well, leprechaun. And, and there's, there's even the scene, like, when he first encounters Ozzy in the basement... He like green sparks fly out of his hand, and Ozzy runs up the stairs, and he's like, "Oh, you're lucky. You're only getting away because me powers are weak, you know." But right. then, so but, I need to explain to the audience why yeah, I'm like this. Right yeah, now. I'm gonna do some exposition right now. But like, <laughs> but then as soon as he kills the the shopkeeper and he gets that one gold back, he he, yeah. he his powers are heightened after getting that it, even just that one gold coin back. His he gets his powers back a little bit, I think. So, but so was that your headcanon, Brett, or did you give one, or what? No, I was just I, I was adding on to Christians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My, mine's not as as in depth, but I thought it'd be great if Peter Jackson made <coughs> number nine, and it was the Leprechaun, the way of the water, <laughs> and it would be great to see like like the like the difference of height and and color, like blue and blue and green, and stuff. I think it'd be really cool. <laughs> Nice. Wait, did you say you said James Cameron directed this? You'd like to see? Uh, Peter. J- oh, is, oh, it was James Lord. Cameron. I said Peter Jackson. I was very confused. I was just like, sorry. No, you're fine. And they That's take fair. him into that. Yeah, it's it, it's the Leprechaun on the Titanic. <laughs> he fucks Rose. Well, and then well, the, kills Jack. 
I mean, Peter Peter Jackson did like with the forced perspective, like <laughs> making Elijah Wood and Sean Astin look like tiny Hobbit people. I I think Peter Jackson's not a bad choice for a Leprechaun movie. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. And maybe Zack Snyder doesn't want to like ruin it. Like he wants to like keep his like kind of vibe. Like he doesn't want to direct it. Yeah. Uh, Streaming movie. Yeah. <laughs> Although after going to space and going in the hood, I feel like going to the to the bottom of the ocean would be, I you know, leprechaun leprechaun in the ocean. Leprechaun in the ocean. Yeah. In the water. Man, that oh, sounds yeah. awesome. Leprechaun <laughs> in the ocean. And yet another allegory for oppressed people. I feel like yeah. you should get along with those people as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, the leprechaun in Atlantis. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think uh, my head cannon that I just came up with, because uh, I did not prepare ahead of time, okay. is that uh, you think he's an idiot. He plays an idiot, but I think Ozzy is really a. Um, I think it's like a uh, what's that movie? Oh, like Kaiser Soze, right? I think he's really the mastermind behind all of this, and he's tired of everyone treating him like an idiot. So he really like planned all this out. He swallowed the gold intentionally to try and get the, he was hoping the leprechaun would kill all these assholes that are always like making him paint houses and like dump blue paint on him and just like being total dicks to him and uh, making him do all the work while they go try to like hit up Jennifer Aniston. And uh, so I think my headcanon is that Ozzy was really like the mastermind behind all of this before, before he really, then he's like, Oh, it's, it's out of hand now. I gotta. I we gotta take care of this leprechaun. It's it's gone too far. Also, I have, I, also I have this coin in my stomach, and the leprechaun needs that. Do anything necessary, so I probably yeah. Miscalculation. Yeah, he was like, I thought I'd have more time. I thought I'd be able to shit it out, but it everything got too real too quick. Like, <laughs> how fast did he eat that? Coin? Imagine if he like fed it to the child. What's that? What like. He like fed it to the child. Like Ozzy's just like a bad guy. And he just like gave it to like he like put in the child like ice cream or something. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man, I would love yeah, like a human enabler. Uh, like yeah, like sure the leprechaun's the bad guy, but he's more a force of nature. Oh dude, I would love yeah in in a version of a leprechaun movie where there's actually just like a human villain who's like trying to manipulate the leprechaun and get him to do bad shit. So. What you're suggesting is he, Ozzy stashes a coin at at someone's house that he wants dead. Something like yeah, the that. Leprechaun, the leprechaun doesn't like go get the coin. He asks questions like, "Where's my? I know my coin's here. Give it to me." The guy's like, like, "I don't know where it is." Say it like huh? the leprechaun would say it. <laughs> I refuse. That's cultural Unless you guys have anything else, I'll let you wrap up and, and get going. Um, Christian, if you ever want to go see some improv or something, let me like I'm downtown once or twice a week. There are good shows to see every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at least. Uh, I'm if you honestly, if you ever want to go, hit me up. We'll go. So, well, I live downtown, so yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. ASAP. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty busy during the week, but you know, I'll find I'll find some time. Yeah. Thanks for having me awesome. on, everybody. Yeah, this is, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, is there anything you want to plug? You got any stand up, uh, stand up gigs coming up soon, or? 
social media, I anything? Do not, but if you just if you keep going to open mics, you'll eventually run into me. Because um, <laughs> I'm out there. I'm out there every uh, every Monday at Taylor Tap. He's out there, out there climbing, climbing under pickup pickup truck trucks, rubbing, rubbing, <laughs> rubbing ankles, rubbing Jennifer Addison's leg with a young version of her. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, Christian, and thank you, everyone at home, for listening. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> oh,